My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin, a spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. Does size matter? It's an age-old question so common that I bet all of you listening know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep, penis size is bigger better. We have discussed that here on Girl Boner before, but we haven't discussed the flip side, when smaller is better. Welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, everyone. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and today you're going to hear from a man whose small penis size has brought him some very unique opportunities. We'll also explore a little-known fetish and hear Dr. Megan Fleming's thoughts on embracing your small penis or really any body part you're not exactly thrilled with. But first, I have another question for you. When did you last laugh? at a small penis joke or tell a small penis joke. Be honest. If you have engaged in some dinky winky, that was really corny. Did you actually think it was funny or were you laughing because that's what people do? Do you think it's any better or worse than say poking fun at someone's weight or age or hair color or ethnicity? Is it awesome, offensive, goofy, no big deal? Is it something that we as a culture should stop doing? Or should we not shame people but celebrate it? I'm not here to judge anyone, I promise, no matter what your answers were. I would just love for us all to think more about these kinds of things, myself included. It's so easy to get caught up in kind of demeaning humor or stuff that's not actually that funny and might hurt someone because it's normalized. But laughing at ourselves can also be really empowering, as you will hear from today's guest, Rip Van Dinkle. At least that's what he called himself when he entered the smallest penis in Brooklyn pageant. Rip emailed me not long ago offering to speak to his experience, and he said he has a good sense of humor about his small penis size. He really does seem to, and not in a body-shaming way. And while he's had his share of mean comments after the pageant online, you can just imagine, he has found ways to celebrate his small penis, which I think is awesome. If you enjoy the episode, be sure to sign up for email updates, which I send about once a month at augustmclaughlin.com. While you're there, you can also find follow-up blog posts for many Girl Boner Radio episodes, including this one, links to articles I've written, and a whole lot more. So Rip Van Dingle is nearing age 60. He grew up in Minnesota, my old stomping ground, didn't learn much about sex or sexuality growing up, and had no idea he had a smaller-than-average penis until, well, you're about to find out. Oh, I don't think you, if you're a guy, you don't know something like that until uh, your dear friends in in probably junior high school or middle school, I guess they call it now, until uh, you wind up in the locker room with them and you begin, you know, it's just natural that you check it, check each other out and, and do some comparisons. And, but it's kind of funny, I, I don't recall being teased about having a small penis. There was a, a guy named, a kid named Gary in our class who had a really big penis. And I remember him getting teased, which is kind of, kind of backwards, you would think. But, um, but you know, just, just all you have, again, all you have to do is, is watch a little television, read a few 
few books, see a few movies, and it doesn't take long before you realize that it's not a good thing to have a a small dick when you're a kid or or an adult. And uh, so it was probably comparisons in in the locker room. I don't, again, I don't recall any sort of harassment about it or anything like that. It's just something that society teaches you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And around what age do you remember kind of realizing that society had that kind of belief about the kind of, quote, ideal size or that you ideally won't be small? Yeah, that probably would have been around puberty, you know, again, junior high school, when you uh, start thinking about girls and uh, and the topic of sex starts coming up with your friends. Again, it never comes up, at least not with my parents, but... Um, so then you become aware of your sex organs and, uh, and it's no longer something just to go to the bathroom with. And, and I, and you realize, you know, eventually that the bigger, the better, at least, at least according to the myth, I don't know how real, I mean, the polls I all see say that most women, it's, it's kind of low down their list of priorities. Unless you guys are all lying to us. <laughs> you know, I think it uh, it seems to matter a lot more to people who have penises than people who don't. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah um, you know, and there are, I think, pros and cons and advantages and disadvantages to all different kinds of genitalia as far as certain things that perhaps you could do or, you know, it depends on fit with a person. But really, it's more important how you interact and and it is a myth that you need to be like the larger the better for sure that's a myth I think uh you know but everyone's different too people have different preferences and stuff but definitely I feel like there's so much um kind of shame and stigma for like you said for guys to feel like oh this is what makes me a man and that kind of thing which I think is really is really sad did you feel like it got to you as far as your psyche and your self-esteem how did how did you feel going through kind of into teens and as you started dating and everything oh i'm sure it doesn't help i'm sure it doesn't help having a small one because if nothing else it, you know and like you say there i'm jumping ahead here a little bit but when i was at the pageant apparently there was a small group of i don't know if you call them groupies or what but there was a group of women at the pageant at the first pageant that uh um claimed that they preferred men with small penises, and that's why they were there. I didn't get to meet any of them because my flight left right after the after the show, so I had to leave. But the manager of the bar, Bob, Bobby Chasse, said she'd met them and that they formed a group who were there specifically because they preferred guys with small penises. But uh, And now I've forgotten your question. What was yeah. your question? I know, I'm really glad you brought that up, though, because... You know, I think it's really cool they did that at the pageant, especially, and to kind of celebrate, not because it, then it's not like, oh, we're just pointing out, we're making fun of people. It's more like, you know, we're just more just having fun with a topic that is kind of taboo and and that there are different, you know, desires and it's so much variety. I was asking about your kind of sense sense of self-esteem and oh, yeah. how it affected dating and stuff like that, like in your teens and to your early yeah. 20s. I think uh, 
higher self-esteem. Here's the, the kind of the fortunate thing for uh, guys with, with little cocks is that if you go on a date with a woman and things go well and you wind up in the bedroom later on, that's not going to be a problem, at least not with me. Because if you get that far, by the time you're in the bedroom, you are a little bit aroused. So the first time she sees you, she's not going to see you at your worst. She's not going to see you how you are when you step out of a cold shower. She's going to see you, at least in my case, we're not talking about micro penises here, just small penises. At least in my case, I'd probably look fairly average because I'd be somewhat aroused. So she's not going to know the real um, size until the next morning which is why I do recall uh, back in my, when I used to date quite a bit that you'd either, you know, make sure you put your underwear on surreptitiously in the middle of the night or get dressed fast in the morning. And so from that set, it's more, more of a day to day thing where it, where it hits your self-esteem because, you know, just turn on the TV and comedians, one of the few safe topics to go ahead and hammer is the guy with the small penis and <laughs> just look at you know trump and and the election uh, and the of i don't know furor uproar entertainment or whatever of the artist i think she was in california who did the the painting of him with the small penis and it was like there was no greater insult that you could throw at a man than that and I like to think I have a sense of humor about it because about a year ago, I did a photo shoot with a, a female photographer here in Minneapolis, and and I actually wore a Trump mask and stood nude with this Trump mask, and she got another male model who was hung like a horse, and he stood next to me with a Marco Rubio mask, <laughs> and I, I can send you that picture if you'd like to see it. And so I have a, I have a sense of humor about it, which is what you have to have because there's, there's really nothing you can do about it. You yeah, know? You, yeah. You got a small pecker. You got a small pecker. I'm so sorry that that happens. I to me, I, you know, it's it's almost normalized. Like you said, people use it as the ultimate insult, which is terrible. That's just like saying, you know, it's if you make fun of someone for being having a large belly or for having acne or for being small chested or large chested or, you know, it's, it's interesting. There does seem to be this sort of like, but it's okay to associate that with being a quality person. Cause that is not even just about, you know, physical attraction. People use it as a way to kind of shame a person. Yeah. Well, someone, someone asked me, you know, is this similar to a woman with small chest and, and I said, it's it's better and it's worse, I think. It's better because, I, I guess unless you wear a padded bra or something, but a woman with a small chest on a day-to-day just out on the streets and whatnot, it's kind of hard to, to disguise the, the fact. Whereas if you have a, a little pecker, who knows? You know, you, you've got your pants on. But it's worse because I guess you can... You can get breast implants if you want to go that route, but I don't. 
I've heard of penis implants, but I've yet to read the story that, that anything really works. So I, I think we're just stuck with it. Yeah, penis implants are definitely not nearly as common. Uh, I know that breast implants are like the most popular, at least they were, the most popular uh, cosmetic procedure. So yeah, it's interesting. It's it's more hidden. You mentioned that daytime was a bigger deal or in the morning, which is interesting to me because I thought, I didn't realize that there's embarrassment around small flaccid penises because you know, it's, does that, is that common? Is, is that when people are comparing? It's not just, you know, cause doesn't everyone get small? Well, yeah, no, well, <laughs> I guess I'm going back to the locker room and there are guys who are flaccid who are, you know, pretty big. And, uh, I, I'm no doctor, but I've read studies that say that Guys with small ones and guys with big ones, when they're erect, they're not that far apart. It's only when they are flaccid that there's a big difference. And but there is a big difference. It's like I'm if if you can see me getting out of a cold shower, you know, and I would be just like you. You almost have to look through the pubic hair and you know, look. There's a little acorn hiding in there or something. And, so it's 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 definitely uh and, and that's where you see each other you don't see each other erect in the uh but it's a, it is mostly a guy thing but i think a lot some women if you guys are of a of an evil frame of mind you you know that it's a weak spot for us so it's a psychological thing so even if the reality is you don't care that much how big the penis is you know that we do so you can't use that against us. And it was interesting at the pageant because it was like, it was billed by the promoters as a body positive thing. You know, let's, you have a small penis, let's celebrate it. Let's not be ashamed. And there was a, a, a sizable chunk of the crowd that was there for that reason, you know, good for them. But there was another, there was no question that there was another sizable chunk of the crowd that was there just to, to have fun and to point and laugh. And, and that became more obvious to me when I got home, when I flew back to Minnesota, the next day checked the internet and all the stories everywhere in the pictures and, and mostly the comments. And when, once people could become anonymous, male and female, that's when all the meanness came out. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, there's, there's a segment of, of the population that thinks this is terrible and, and we shouldn't be shaming these guys, but there's another segment, I guess it's just human nature that just couldn't wait to, to pile on and, and, and have fun with the humiliation. Mm -hmm. That's un really unfortunate, and I guess not that surprising, you know, given our our culture, but I'm sorry that that happens. I think it's awful. H how did you deal with the kind of troll, snarky comments and the anonymous online kind of rudeness? Well, two things. Uh, one is you just, you know it's going to happen. You don't know the volume of it, but you know, you, you I mean, if you call, enter a small penis pageant and and you don't expect some harassment, well, then, you know, that's 
kind of on you, so you know it's going to happen. You just have to have a sense of humor about it. It's like, well, there you go. You know, I've got a little one, and, and people think that's funny, and I can either go home and curl up into the fetal po uh, position and, and just never come out again, or or I can, uh, uh, you know, laugh with them instead of uh, strictly being laughed at. So the smallest penis in Brooklyn pageant is held annually at Kings County Saloon in New York. The pageant is believed to be the first of its kind and spurred such media attention that there have been offshoots, including one hosted by Howard Stern. Rip Van Dinkle participated in the original, which was created by Amy Archulio. She came up with the idea after talking to some girlfriends about encounters with less endowed men. In an interview with Playboy, Amy said... She was with a man who was, quote, actually shockingly tiny, like the size of an acorn. He came right out and said, yes, I know I got a little pecker, but don't worry, we are going to have fun. So she was talking to some friends about this experience and thought, hey, we should have a pageant for these guys. I love that this was a positive celebratory thing from the get-go. The original one took place in July 2013, and it was packed with a crowd spilling out onto the streets. It was divided into three parts evening wear involving tiny penis socks, talent, and swimwear, in which the penises were decorated with sheer see-through material made more transparent by penis kittens wielding squirt guns. What's a penis kitten? I have some research to do. I asked Rip Van Dinkle what inspired him to enter this contest. Uh, I first learned about it. There was an article. This would have been 2013. There have been several pageants since then. But the first one was in 2013, and I saw an article in the Huffington Post. And my first reaction was, you know, kind of like my jaw just dropped. It's like, what the? You know, who in the world would ever enter? And so, and I thought it was funny. You know, I think I laughed out loud, which is something I don't do very often. So I kind of forgot about it, but then I kept thinking about it. I kept thinking, well... You know, I, I've got a little cock, and uh, and I've been to New York a number of times, but I've never been to Brooklyn, and and I've got the summer off, and maybe I should go. So I talked to a a female friend or, or friend, internet friend, I guess, and and she kind of encouraged me. She says, "Yeah, you should do it." So I thought, just as a lark, I mean, I I had no idea what I was in for. Because I had pictured in my head that I'd fly out there and there'd be like 50, 75 male exhibitionists. And, and I would just be this old guy kind of hiding in the corner. And it would be a big place. And, and it'd be an hour or two and it'd be over and that'd be it. But the reality was way different from that. It was a just a little hole in the wall. It was miserably hot. And I got there and I found out that even in a city the size of Brooklyn or New York City, they had a real hard time recruiting guys to be in this thing because they only had six of us, five and a half really, because one guy got drunk and dropped out halfway through the pageant. And... It was a small, cramped little bar, and we hadn't rehearsed anything. It was like, just show up and do this, and suddenly I'm standing on a bar, and I 
feel something pushing up against my penis, and I look down, and and here's Amy Archulo, who was the manager slash organizer of the pageant, and uh, using a ruler to measure my penis, and the cameras are flashing in the video, and and the crowd is hollering, and it's they started to take votes and crowd votes, voice votes, and it suddenly became clear that either I was going to win the stupid thing or a guy called the delivery man. <laughs> it was between he and I to win this thing. And I started to panic because I realized there was media everywhere. And, you know, I'm not hiding in a corner, corner in this huge event. Instead, I'm, I'm this close to winning this thing. And so I decided right then I didn't want to win. So I started flipping off the crowd whenever they mentioned my name. And whenever they mentioned the delivery man, I started pointing at him and clapping my hand. I was, you know, trying to say, vote for him. So he did win. He edged me out. But to this day, I think that if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't freaked out, it probably would have been me. And that's how I wound up in the pageant. Wow. So it sounds like it was kind of a a challenge and you thought I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I get to go to New York. This sounds kind of wild. And then it turned into this big thing and there's media everywhere. What, what was the prize if you were to win? Well, the prize was embarrassing. I think you got a hundred bucks and uh, a scepter. Am I pronouncing that right? Scepter, scepter and uh, a cheap little crown and uh but yeah as far as the media it was like after this thing miley cyrus was tweeting about it seth myers was cracking jokes conan o'brien was cracking jokes about it jay leno was cracking jokes about it uh we got mentioned on uh kendra on top um i don't know i mean <laughs> it was just about it was on the new york post it was on page three of the new york post it was on all course the Huffington Post and all of the not quite top of the line media you wouldn't see anything in the New York Times about us but <laughs> excuse me you dropped down a notch and just about everybody had a little something on it and I was glad that I had used Rip Van Dinkle instead of my real name mm-hmm. because I had no no clue I think if you go to YouTube there's a video from the from the first pageant, let's get about three, four hundred thousand hits. So it, it got a little bit of attention. And did any of the media cover it from a body positive standpoint? Were people saying, hey, this is awesome that they're celebrating smaller penis size? Uh, yes and no. Just just like the crowd at the bar. I mean, you know, what would you expect from Seth Meyers and Conan O'Brien and that? But they, of course, are just thinking it's hilarious and they're poking fun at us, the guys in the pageant. But a lot of the websites, a lot of the website articles, especially the women, the women, well, it was mostly a female event. They uh, they all kind of cheered us on. They all thought it was a good thing and that, you know, uh, body shaming is a bad thing. And But another another reaction was just flat-out confusion. A lot of people wrote articles, and they just didn't know what to make of it. You know, should they laugh? Mm-hmm. Should they cheer us on? You know, and, and 
I think to this day it, it's an it's an issue that really really confuses people. They they don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Are you looking back glad that you participated? Oh yeah. In fact, I was kind of mad at myself for a while that that I hadn't uh, that I kind of sabotaged myself at the first pageant and. They had another one in 2014, and I got on a plane to go to that, and and unfortunately, I ran into plane troubles in Detroit, and I got stranded there, and I missed the pageant, but then I went again the next year. The next year was a total disaster. We had, there was a talent portion of the event, and this jockey, in my opinion, was terrible. He stopped playing the song right in the middle of the song, so all of a sudden I'm standing there with a microphone and and no music, and it just came to a screeching halt. Plus, I wasn't it wasn't anywhere near as fun as the first year. Like, you know, the first time is always the best. And it was such a surprise, such a an adrenaline um, jump, push, whatever that first year and by the time we got to the third it was kind of like well you know here we are just going through the motions what would you like people to realize or understand about small penis size that kind of goes missed well i know what i'm supposed to say i'm supposed to say you know don't laugh at guys with small penises but I, maybe it's my age but i just i don't see that changing i don't uh it's 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 just too ingrained i honestly don't know that that will ever change i think kind of like overweight people you know as long as there have been overweight people there have been people who who uh want to make fun of them or belittle them or I guess, I guess the one message I would put out there is if you do have a small penis, you just can't, you can't let it, you got to laugh about it. You got to laugh about it. You got to, like I said before, you got to be in on the joke, not the butt of the joke and, and acknowledge that, yep, I sure do have a small one. Mm-hmm. Let's get the joke out of the way and move on, shall we? Other than that, I don't know what else you can do. Rip, I dig your attitude. He also told me he's not only not repulsed by the idea of having a small penis, but he's really come to enjoy it. It's why he's had photo shoots and entered the pageant multiple times, and probably why he reached out to me. He mentioned that small penis humiliation is a fetish for some and isn't quite sure if that plays a role in his own fervor. But for some small penis owners, it definitely does. Writer Johanna King-Slutsky interviewed a few people who have this fetish, basically getting turned on by being shunned for your small penis size for Cosmo. Here are a few quotes from two people she interviewed on why they enjoy small penis humiliation. Ben described himself as mid-30s, married, straight, and male. He said he loves the sense of defeat, knowing there is nothing you can do to make your penis bigger. Talking to your friends that know you have a small penis is an experience by itself. Every little smile on their face, you can't stop thinking that they're mocking you deep inside. It makes my heart beat faster, the thrill, the excitement. It pumps more blood to my penis. Isn't it ironic that being made fun of for my small penis size gives me the hardest erection? It triggers a competitiveness in me. It pushes me to sexually perform better in other areas, oral, fingering. SPH gives me the biggest orgasms I ever had. Good for you, Ben. 
Nasha said, I enjoy women flipping gender roles on their heads. Women are so often taught to be subservient to men. You can see it at the checkout stand at the supermarket. 101 ways to please your man or get your bikini body. Can it be the opposite? Should women really have to learn ways to please their men out of fear he might leave? That's the hottest thing about SPH for me. Women who don't care about gender norms. Women are willing to step out of their comfort zone and try something new. I notice a lot of women are pretty open to SPH once you start talking fetishes and fantasies with them. Very cool, Nacha. I'll share a link to the Cosmo article in the follow-up blog, which will soon appear at augustmclaughlin.com forward slash small dash penis. So what if your small penis is far from a fetish and you feel not so great about it? I asked our resident sex and relationship expert, Dr. Megan Fleming, to weigh in. August, I'm so thrilled that you're having this episode and so thankful to Rip to be coming out and sort of representing. And I think that it's, you know, it's always, we talk so much, you talk so much about this, August. It's about embracing our inner beauty and our beauty. And our beauty is not defined. We are defined by size. I think women feel that all the time. Uh, Dove did a really great job in terms of their real beauty campaign uh, more recently. And I think Rip knows that, you know what, we're not in any way defined by our size and to embrace all of our, who we are and how we show up. And that ultimately he, I'm sure knows that the biggest sex organ is of course our brain. And so I imagine Rip is probably very invested and interested in being an amazing lover. And, you know, it's not just technique, it's, you know, how you show up and it's this focus and interest on uh, giving your partner pleasure. And so um, what I would say to anybody who, has, you know, I'm not going to lie, we all recognize that unfortunately our culture does have very strong uh, preferences and expectations. And we all, in many different ways, feel the influence of that. Um, so I know, and having worked with men who have questioned size or struggled with it, it is a challenge, right? It is a challenge for them to um, really recognize that they're not in any way defined by their size. And most importantly, all the ways they can give someone pleasure. And so, um, I think that this episode is in particularly important because it's an example, right? You know, Rip is really a sort of a beacon of light of like, you know what, it's possible. And look what happens and how we feel when instead of resisting, we, you know, we really embrace um, ourselves fully. And that energy of embracing yourself fully is, you know, a, a light, really shine a, a bright light that definitely is going to draw partners to you. Um so I would just say, you know, thanks, Rip. Thanks for this opportunity to let all men know and all of us in general to know, because it's not just about penis, whatever we are, however we look, whatever size, just embrace uh, and, and love ourselves fully and show up from that best of ourselves. Because, you know, as they say, it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. What a beautiful way to wrap up this episode. Embrace and love ourselves fully. Bring our fullest, truest selves to our lives, to our relationships, to the bedroom. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. Thank you, Dr. Megan. And thank you all for listening. If you haven't yet, please subscribe on iTunes to Girl Boner Radio. You can also follow us on Spotify. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mygirlboner. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week.